Cinema. Welcome back to Warp of Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead. And with me is... Part of the Collector. What's up, everybody? I love how you just paused and went straight into it. Like, that's because like, I said this was an amazing movie. And you're just like, <laughs> welcome back to Warp of Cinema. Um, you just came right back in. Before, before, before I get into it, what do you think about this movie? I think it's great, man. I think it uh, tells a great story over, like, two, three generations and... It's all based on a true story, which I find cool shit. Yeah, I love that they waited till the end to be like based on a true story. I was like, holy shit, that was all like based on a true exactly. story. And I went back and did research. I think that's a smart thing. Do it at the end. Don't do it at the beginning because it sets you up for. Well, because a lot of times when you watch graphic shit like that, because that's what this movie is. This is some graphic shit. You see uh, minors committing a lot of crime. Mm -hmm. And uh... so this is basically the drug war in the 60s, 70s in Brazil. Yeah, that's what this is based off yeah, in the, the city of God. Yeah, and that's what they call the slums mm -hmm. in, in in Brazil, the city of God. And uh, you know how you know it's a good movie is like I don't even care that I have to read subtitles through this whole fucking thing. And like usually that gets on my nerves, but like Narcos, beautiful. Like I read that, don't even care. A uh, couple couple Japanese movies and stuff like that. Like I don't mind. Like if a if a anime is really good, I don't mind reading dub for that. If the movie's good enough, you don't mind the subtitles, right? And that's kind of like where I start because I watched it last night. It's the only time I had to watch it, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like it's late at night. I really don't feel like reading subtitles, but I got to watch this movie, so I kind of just like hunkered down, did it. And then after quarter of the way through the movie, I just free flowed. Like I didn't even realize I was reading subtitles anymore. Yeah. So yeah. But it's a uh, it's a story of really like three three guys at first. And then... At first, it's three brothers. They're um they call them hoods, but hooligans, right? And uh, they're like just your typical robbers and whatever, just, just whole... hustling, like yeah. scraping to live, you know, pretty much. Exactly. And the little kids look up to them, thinking they're like they're real gangsters. Um, well, they all things happen to them. You know, everything catches up to them. It's so, it's so crazy how it all ties in because there's also while they're while you're with these teenagers, it kind of introduces you to these kids, these couple kids. Right. And one of them is just a demon. Uh he's like you Lil Zay. Like yeah, Lil Lil Zay. Like you could tell Lil Z, that's what it was. Lil Z? He comes I don't know back, how you say he it. comes back as Lil Z. Yeah, he's Lil Dice. Lil Dice, yeah. Or, Lil Dice in the beginning. And uh, you can tell that that boy's got demon in him. Like, he's ready. And uh, then the other one is a good kid. He's just a little brother mm -hmm. of one of the other ones. And uh, But Lil Z has, a uh, like, a best friend, Benny. Benny, exactly. And Benny's, like, he's a cool kid, but he's also about that life. Yeah, right. And uh, so... As it turns out, you know, these teenagers, man, they get uh, they get into some shit. One of them starts uh, sleeping with a married married woman. Oh, my God. That part, like, blew me away. So the guy catches him sleeping with his wife. He hops out the window. This dude beats his wife to death with a fucking shovel. And then buries her in, in the, the house. In the bedroom. In he the starts, bedroom. <laughs> starts burying her. I was like, this man is seriously burying his wife in his bedroom. And then blames it on old boy. Mm -hmm. So then he's on the run. Well... They go and rob a hotel, and they think everything's cool. They rob the hotel, and they get away with all this Wasn't money. it a um, a whorehouse? Because everyone's having sex, well, so I like, assumed it was a whorehouse. Well, yeah, it's a hotel, but it's, like, it's used <laughs> It's just what you do within the yeah. hotel. Okay, yeah, I, I, I get you. But anyways, they know people have money, you know, and they know that they're going to be in compromising positions, so they're not going to be able to, like, jump to a gun or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they go and rob him, and everything's cool. Well, uh, you know, it goes on, but then you find out that little dice goes back in. Yeah, it tells you later in the movie what little dice does, and then uh, ends up killing some people. And... He kills everybody. He <laughs> slaughters that hotel, and uh, he goes and he's laughing while he does it. He gets more money. I think he gets more money, doesn't he? Um, yeah, he starts his own little hustle thing where like. Um, he starts robbing people or whatever. So um, I forgot the older brother's names. I know. I don't know. I don't remember the order. I know one was Goose and whatever. But one of the brothers meets up with Lil Dice. He's like, I thought you were taken away or whatever. Give me that money. You don't know what you're he doing said, with it. I thought the cops caught you. And he's like, nobody caught me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's counting all this money. He's like, give me that money, little jit. Like takes it from him. Like, and he ain't shit. Right. He's like, well, hang on. I got this too. And he shows him the gun. 
And he's like, oh, thanks. I'm going to need that. I'm going to be on the run. And he pops his ass. Mm -hmm. And uh, him and Benny, are that's what it was. It was him and Benny were counting all the money. He's like, man, we should have been robbing people years ago. We should rob this person and kill them and take their money and their drugs. uh, So then it fast forwards, what, like probably 10 years? Yeah, because that was in the 60s. And then it fast forwards to the 70s. About to be the 80s, I think. It's like late 70s, you know, around there. I think, yeah. You're probably yeah. right. Um, and now Lil Dice had changed his name. He became like, he goes under like a, like a gangster transformation. Like right. He comes back like a hardened thug. Mm-hmm. And he's murdered all these people. And I love the the little, it's like a mini art. This, that's the great thing about this movie is there's so many characters. Like there's so much going on that like it it's impossible to get bored because they just like, like when they do the little mini arc about the people who lived in the apartment, mm-hmm. I love that, that it started off as a guy. Oh, right, right, right. Just drunk all the time and beat his old lady. Well, then she kills him. And then she starts bringing all these young guys back to have sex with them. And then they end up taking over the apartment and then mm-hmm. they selling drugs. And then now it's uh blackie, I think is his name, which is ironic. Cause it's a white guy. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. That's carrot. Carrot's oh, yeah, the white car- guy. It's carrots before though. It was carrots, and then Blackie took it over, and that's when Lil Z comes in. He's like, "Hey, saying this isn't yours anymore. I'm gonna take it over." Yeah, it's mine. And uh, you work for me now, right? He shoots him, and he's like, "I'll let you live, but you work for me." Yep. It's like, damn, the dude's cold as fuck. And dude, meanwhile, during all this going on, Rocket, is, uh, huh? Rocket. All the narrator and the main oh, yeah, like, character yeah. is Rocket. Yeah, he's the guy you're rooting for the whole time. Yeah. Like, you know, this kid, he, his brother's the one that uh, Dice kills at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Or Lil Z. I, I'm going to call him Lil Z because he yeah. goes, it's funny. It's like in a shaman. It's like a little, like, like he's being made type thing. <laughs> like, does some, like, voodoo thing over him. And he's like, now you're reborn, Lil Z. And he's got a headband on and he's just like a bad mofo, dude. Yeah. Um, and Benny's his right hand, and they just take over the slums. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the biggest drug dealers. They take over. But it's also the most peaceful now, which is pretty crazy. It's yeah. like they take it over, and people just buy drugs, but they don't kill each other. It's like, I don't know. He kind of makes it a better city. Right, because anybody that, that, that kills somebody that's not said that he could do it, like, you know, it's kind of like he became the warlord of that area. Yeah, he says, if you kill somebody in the slums, I kill you. Yep. That's how it is. And uh, he's making money, and Benny's making money, mm-hmm. and they kind of take over, and uh, it kind of ties in because it's crazy. They do what they want, but they're still kids at the end of the day. They still go and dan- go to dance halls. Oh yeah, they're like they're like sixteen, seventeen. You know? Right, they're not they're not older, but like over there back then, the life expectancy was only like sixteen, seventeen years old. Like these guys are OGs, and they're not even got like full beards. Uh. <laughs> But anyways, it shows them, and they're like the hardened ones, but then there's other kids that, that, that live there, but they're not in that shit, and they still go to school, and they still hang out, and that's kind of what Rocket is, shows his life, you know, because he's he lives there, and he knows about it, mm-hmm. he knows all these people, but like he does, he, he's not got a, he's got not got that in him. Right. Fun fact, some of the actors actually lived in the slums, like Rocket, he actually lived in the City of God. Oh, see, well then. Lil, I think the guy that plays Lil Z was live there too what's funny is he went to the audition just to you know go with his friend he didn't even mean to be a part of this movie really yeah i thought, no, was I thought he funny. was great i thought oh, he, he was, was the best part of this part. movie yeah he, i thought he was one of the best parts yeah, mm-hmm. for sure he didn't even mean to be an actor he's probably I, i'll go to say i won't say top 10 but i say top 20 villains in a movie i, th- I thought he was really that good yeah he is because he's just raw Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the way he just like was so heartless, dude. And that's the thing is he's heartless as fuck. Like he kills anybody. And that's not only just him, but this part. Um, well, well, once Benny dies, he really goes there. <laughs> I was just about to say, I know I'm like jumping ahead. But, right. That's like, when he really goes off the deep end. Yeah. He didn't have much humanity in him before, but he loved Benny. Benny kept when, him in line. And then when yeah. Benny got fucking murdered. That's he didn't. Ha- he didn't have that crutch to lean on. Yeah. He didn't have that angel on his side. Exactly. Anymore. Yeah. yeah. But the one thing that made me think is this movie felt real, <laughs> like all too real. I'm like, there are parts of the world that are actually like this. And that's the, yeah. like the freakiest part about this. Because when you watch like American gangster movies, you're like, oh, this is kind of like done for Hollywood or whatever. But this movie, whenever I watched it, I was like, this is like probably what really happens. Yeah, it was raw. 
that's what I found so great about it. And I was just like, man, how have I never heard of this movie? Like, this is insane. <laughs> and um, but the thing that really got me was the killing, like these people just taking people's lives like it's nothing mm-hmm. like uh, you die. Dude, these kids, these kids keep breaking into storefronts. And they keep bitching to little Z like we pay you protection money. Stop. You know, why are these kids still runts. stealing all my shit? Why are the runs still? In it? So he rounds up these kids mm-hmm. and he makes them choose. Which one are you? Which one is going to get killed? Well, first, it's the saddest part of this movie. It like yeah. broke my heart yeah, really because does. I know it probably happens. It like, does. In like real. it probably does. Yeah, for he, sure. At, for, there's these two kids. He catches two of the runs and he's like hand or foot. Yeah, I'm going to let you choose hand or foot. So he shoots these little kids in the fucking foot and they're crying. And then they hands one of the other runts that they catch. He's like, you got to choose which one dies. And then he has to pick which one to shoot. Like, fuck, that shit fucked me up. Mm-hmm. All because they got caught stealing. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it pays out later in the movie. Mm-hmm. It you does. Know what I mean? Because, uh, well, anyways, but. So anyways, you have all this going on. And that's pretty much what the movie's about. You're following these three characters. These three, they start as kids. And and then you're just watching Lil Z. Um Rise Terrorize, to power. Yeah, pretty much terrorizing this uh, the, this neighborhood, the city, really. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even say terrorize because he actually makes it a better place to live because there is all this, like, murder and stuff like that. But whenever he rises to power, the crime rate goes down. Like, people are doing a lot more drugs and he's getting rich. But crime rate's, like, down. It's actually not a bad place to live. So like he's, like, controlling the crime pretty much. Exactly. But the one thing where he fucks up is I can't remember his fucking name, so I have to look it up. The handsome, <laughs> handsome bub. I know that's not his name, but. You're talking about the curly-headed kid? Yes. The one that they fuck over the entire movie? Um, the one that starts the whole um, revolution. Oh, my God. I can't think of his fucking name. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. The yeah. Guy that, the, the guy that... Knockout like, Ned. Knockout Ned, yeah. Knockout Ned. I know I was going to get it. So Knockout Ned, this is where he fucks up, though, is he rapes Knockout Ned's... Um, Sister or something? No, no, no. It's his girlfriend, is his wife. Girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and then he walks away, <laughs> and then he's like, why didn't I kill that guy? So he goes back to kill Knockout Ned, and Knockout Ned's brother like comes outside and he has a knife hidden that they don't know about. He's like, hey, you know, my brother's a good guy. He just wants peace. Leave him alone. And then he goes for the fucking jugular with this knife, and they shoot him dead. They shoot up the house. So Knockout Ned, like, he had his fucking wife raped in front of him. They just killed his brother, and he's like, this shit needs to stop. So that's when he gets on Carrot's side because Carrot's going against Well, because Carrot gets punked. Like, Carrot at first was just trying to... He has his own little hustle. Well, Carrot Carrot got mad because he got bu- he got bullied out of his place, out of his territory, and then he was made to work for Z, and then Z treated him like shit the entire movie. Right, treats but- him like his bitch because after because when they kill Benny, mm-hmm. they're going to kill Z. That's what he tells him. <laughs> well, Carrot- that's that's Blackie that's killed that kills Benny. Yeah, I know, but Carrot's the one that puts the idea in his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He's right. like, if Z wasn't around, he's like, man, we could do whatever we wanted. Can we? Can you talk? Can can I just talk about how like you can tell if I like or dislike a movie because mm. I can remember everyone's name well, in this good. movie. That is good, and I usually never remember anybody's fucking name. But well, it is a longer movie too. It's like, two hours, yeah. yeah but it, it it goes by at a good pace. There's there, no slow moments. Well, I'm just saying, there's so many characters and there's so much going on. There like, is so much going on. Um, so carrot is the the head honcho of the runts and the runts are getting in disease territory so that's when z confronts carrot and that's when they kind of like butt heads mm-hmm. and that's when he um that's when carrot gets um knockout ned on his side yeah it gives him guns and shit right and this is kind of where the movie starts like the whole point of the movie is this yeah because uh knockout ned ends up getting shot up and he's in the hospital and and then he's talking about like nobody knows what's going on he's like there's a war going on out there in your own city and you don't even know about it well he says like i get because he does get arrested he gets hospitalized and then they arrest him but he's like i'm sitting here in jail but the real criminal criminal little z is out there you know killing all these people but he's he's, sitting he's free he's paying off the cops too Yeah, yeah 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 but i don't think they realize that but yeah so 
And like I said, the part where Benny dies because Benny is like a gangster, but he was like the cool gangster. Yeah, he was a playboy. He was kind of like a yeah, like the Robin Hood. Like he he just wanted to make money and get bitches. Like that's all he I cared love. About. My I love those scenes where they show how close Benny and Lil Z are. Mm-hmm. Whenever uh, <laughs> Benny he does like a makeover, I guess yeah. he gets someone to go buy him clothes. He, he gets, gets his hair yeah. done, and he walks in. Everyone's like clown, or uh, Lil Z starts clowning him. Like you look like a fucking. I'm a play. Boy now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so um Benny starts like shooting the ceiling, like, you gonna make fun of me? Everyone like runs out, like, oh shit, this sits got serious. Lil Z sitting there laughing at him still, making fun of him with a gun in his face. And I just thought that was I love those moments where well, you tell how was, close those people was, are. Yeah, it was, it was literally the only person he respected. Right. And when they killed Benny, like that's when that that that's why I said he's a great villain because you can like most villains in movies, like they start off with like even if it is a fucked up thing, they still think they're right in mm-hmm. their mind. But then you see he just loses the little bit of humanity he had left. Like I said, the little angel on his shoulder wasn't there no more. Yeah. So I guess that's where. That's why he started going, getting cruel. And then he started and then he raped old girl because like he just did whatever he wanted. He was like, who's going to fucking stop me? Yeah. I got the cops. I got the neighborhood. I got everything. I got more guns. I got more drugs. I got, you know, there's nobody can stop me. Right. So like he kind of turned into a tyrant Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, Ned just ended up being, being the last straw, you know, being the last one that he fucked over that just come back to bite, bite him. Right. So then you have these two gangs going after each other for fucking a whole year. Yeah. They're like literally you couldn't just you picking could, each other off, you know? Yeah. You have people like these kids signing up. They That's what they say in the movie. Like people just signing up to die mm-hmm. is pretty much what happens. And the city is like roped off. Like people can't even go and visit their families on the other side or else they'll get killed. Like that's yeah. how serious this is. And Rocket the whole time has been taking photos and yeah, like yeah, posting them in the newspaper and stuff. And well, what the Z first gives him a camera, but he ends up he's up taking it, but then he gives it back to him later on in the movie. Well, yeah, that's when before Benny dies, he uh he gets him a camera because he you know they're all friends, they grew up together. Right. So Benny's like, here's a camera, and then Lil Z gets jealous. He's like, fuck that, that's my camera. You get out of here or whatever. And then later in the movie, they you know, want their pictures taken. What? I'm sorry. It's just a little interjection. Like, you know what it was? Is Benny always felt bad because Benny was the only one other than Z that knew he killed Rocket's brother. Oh. So, like, if you notice, like, when Z would pick on him or with anybody would give him shit, he'd always tell him to fuck off because, <laughs> like, he always felt bad about how they did Benny's brother. Right. Or that, they felt Rocket's, how they did Rocket's brother. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. then Z took the camera from him, like, you fucking whatever, dude, fuck that shit. But then when he needed him to take pictures of him with his guns looking hard, he was like, oh, Benny wanted you to have that shit in anyways. Yeah, exactly. He's like, so take these pictures for me and you can keep it. Right. And then, and, he, that, and then he works at this uh, newspaper place, gets his pictures developed, and that's how they end up in the the newspaper. Is some lady accidentally finds them and puts them in the paper? Right, because people, normal people, like we're like we can't see our families, like you know, don't nobody nobody's talking about this war is going on because he mm-hmm. owns the cops. Yeah. So when they find out that he lives there and that he can get like real guerrilla, like you know, photography, you know, in the middle of a war, like mm-hmm. they want it, you know. Um. And they saved that kid's life pretty much because, like, oh, I mean, he was still risking it like a mother, but. Yeah. Um, Fun fact. So the lady that hires him to take the pictures, Mm -hmm. he's like, where do you want me to sleep? I can't go home. They're going to fucking kill me. She's like, well, you can come stay at my place. That scene, whenever they're talking about the hot water, Mm -hmm. that wasn't scripted. That was actually recorded off camera. That was like a real conversation they were having. Wow. Because he lived in the city of God. So that's actually like. She's like, you never had a hot shower? He's like, no, nah, we just heated the kettle. So that's crazy. That's crazy. That was a real conversation they were just having well, off you screen. Could, you could tell the places they're living are shitholes. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I told the wife, because she started watching this with me, but then she went to bed. But I was like, these are the things I think about whenever I start to want to complain about my life. Like, we live like kings compared to other people, like third world countries. Like, like our homeless don't, people have a good compared to like what they go through. Right. So... Anytime you just feel bad about your life, watch something like this. And this will give you a real perspective on how good your life is. I ain't going to lie. The first time I saw this movie, I think I was like 18. Like I said, I you had to have been. Yeah, I came home late after a movie or after working or something or another at the theater. Mm -hmm. And I was probably eating Taco Bell and saw this come on. 
And I think I caught it like literally as the credits were coming on. And I had heard about it, never saw it. Ended up watching it and I was like, I'll just watch it till I'm done eating and then I'll go to bed. Well, I was enthralled because I just thought it was so raw. Like it was like you said, like the way it's shot, it's almost like it's found footage. Yeah, it, like, it, it really it, makes you feel like you're there with them. Like literally somebody's just sitting there with a camera and they're just ignoring their presence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, you know, the, the scene with the kids, like you said, it is heartbreaking. And I, it wasn't even a father at the time. Like, yeah, it's still it's still like wrenches, gut wrenching. Right. When I went back to watch it again, I was just like, oh, my God, that's so brutal. Yeah. Dude. Like, this came. I didn't realize how long ago this came out. Two thousand and. Two, it was released in Brazil, and then 2003 was worldwide release. And I remember, I think that was where I heard about it, because when it went, it won some kind of independent award. It was, I heard about this movie nonstop when it came out. Right. Everyone was talking about City of God. You remember that one, um, Tree of Life or whatever, how people will not shut up about that movie? Right. That's kind of how this was back in the day. Like, okay. people would not shut up about City of God. And I, it's been on my to-watch list for fucking almost 20 years. Well, I'm glad I got that done for you. Yeah, I, I am too, actually. I'm glad I finally got to watch this movie. But yeah, but anyway, so Ned and Z end up going at it and it's a year long war, a lot of death on both sides, Mm -hmm. a lot of characters that you're following through the movie. It's kind of shitty because like you even see them get clipped. Right. Another fun fact, you know, the shot where all the dead bodies are kind of laying around. That's actually based off of a famous picture that was taken in the slums. Yeah. Yeah. by, by, By him, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. And I thought that was cool too that like he really did that and like he really became a photographer and he's still doing it to well, I would assume he's still doing it to this day. Oh, I assume, yeah. But like yeah, I mean he's won probably all kind of Pulitzers, isn't that what they're called? Yeah, Pulitzer I surprises. Yeah, I'd imagine he's won a couple of them things. I'm sure. And uh I don't know, make I don't know a whole lot about this story, but this movie makes me want to go like research it more. I think I remember looking at it a little bit of it and not going too much further, but Yeah. Yeah, it's just a great story, a great movie, I think. Um, it was one of those movies that I never expected to like so much. And mm-hmm. when I did, I was just like, I couldn't I couldn't recommend it enough to people. <laughs> it's, it's one of those I didn't know what to expect. So I was kind of like surprised when I went into it. Um, but yeah, so the movie is, um, they finally go at it. Mm-hmm. Ned and um, Z finally go at it head to head. I was trying to think what happened. Ned gets killed, right? Yeah, Ned Ned gets killed by a a kid because during a bank robbery scene, he shot the security guard. Well, the security guard's son was there Mm -hmm. and witnessed the whole thing. And he said, I will avenge my father's death. Well, in gunfire, he gets shot, but um, Ned's trying to, like, comfort him. He's like, hey, I'll be right back to take care of you. As he's walking away, the little kid holds up the gun and shoots him in the back. And that's that's what kills him. And uh, and Lil Z gets captured by the, the police, cops, yeah. but then um, because it was so bad, the bodies were second up, and because of the of Rocket story, mm-hmm. they the cops were finally like, "Bitch, you, you fucked up," and we're taking all your money, and they took all that. Well, yeah, they they pretty much kicked Z out on his ass, right? So he, here comes the runs, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like it's it's so fitting the way he goes out and he's like come on children we got to get we got to get my empire back we got to get my money back mm-hmm. and they murder the shit out of him yeah these runts like fill him full of holes and i have to assume those pictures were like not real but based on real photos right. of uh rocket taking them of z whenever he got shot up by the runts so the runts are like they're kid. They're little kids. They're like fucking. What, they range seven from and seriously eight. to like from like five years old to like nine, ten years old. Like right. They're, it, they're babies. They're exactly. Kids. And they keep. They're like a hit. And they keep talking about this hit list. And like that's we'll how kill. the movie. That's how the movie ends. It pans out on all of them. Because that's like how their thing is. The whole movie. They they're just walking in a crowd of kids with half of them ain't got clothes on. They're just like little savages, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about like they'll just be having a random ass conversation. Didn't you hear about so and so getting killed and this? And then they'll just boom break on a store and steal a bunch of shit and run. You know. Um, fun fact: those little runts grew up to be one of the most ruthless gangs I in Rio. I, I fucking believe it. Yeah. Because like I said, it's like the final scene of the movie is mm-hmm. is literally these kids talking about we're gonna kill this guy, we're gonna kill this guy, and they do have a hit list apparently. Yeah. 
that they just fulfill because they're like now we got guns now no but now everybody's gonna take us seriously now they're not gonna look at us like kids anymore mm-hmm. and the, they, they take over the slums because he's dead and yeah. they killed him i thought it was a beautiful moment of you watch these ki- these teenagers in the beginning being like hooligans mm-hmm. and then the cycle of generations taking over mm-hmm. it's like poetry almost well that's how it is though no no yeah 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 not just there but in all shit it's it's hard for me to say it's beautiful but it's like poetic right how the guy that took over gets taken over or gets killed by these little kids and now these little kids are going to take over i'm sure they're going to get killed by little kids and those little kids are going to take over exactly that's why i feel like this movie is the perfect uh like the perfect uh you know what i mean like it's the temple for like the endless cycle of violence which is like drug life gang life you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and uh this movie captures it perfectly oh i don't know man i I, like i said i love this movie i was really excited for you to watch it because i think i i was like i think i got a winner here (laughs) so i've been holding out on you because yeah. I didn't want to give it away. I wanted to talk about the movie because I was curious how you actually like really felt about this movie. Oh, I love it, man. I yeah. thought it was raw and it makes you feel things that you're not comfortable with. And that's what a good movie does, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I can't. Like I said, I, I still talk about this movie. I try to give it to people who haven't seen it. I I have to say I I need to go back and look at our uh, filmography that we've talked about. But off the top of my head, this is probably the best movie you've ever given me. You like this one more than SLC Punk? SLC Punk is more like a, because uh, I was thinking about that too. I'm like, well, I really like SLC Punk, but that's more of like a personal love. Like right. I felt like it was speaking to me on a personal level. I mean, they're two very, very different movies. You uh, right. I mean, you can still enjoy both of them. but Yeah, but I don't think SLC Punk is like the greatest movie ever made. It was more right. like a personal experience. This movie is a fucking masterpiece it really of cinema. is the way it's shot man like everything I, it, the way it's acted the way it's shot just, it looks like it cost 200 bucks to make but like <laughs> it was like it cost 330 um hundred thousand dollars in brazilian dollars so however that translates it's probably like five million over here <laughs> like something like that yeah, because Brazil is it, like, you know, they paint this picture of Brazil like it's just this beautiful, like tropical, you know, beautiful place. Yeah, they don't show you the slums. And it's so bad. Like even when they had the Olympics over there, they, like all the people kept getting robbed. All the tourists, people paying good money to go watch the games were getting robbed by people constantly. Um, Fun fact, they actually shot this in a neighboring neighborhood because it was too dangerous to film in the slums in the city oh, yeah, of God. I believe it. Yeah, oh. they, they would have got it robbed every day. Some of them shot. Yeah. Uh, hey, their cameras, their footage, everything they shot, gone. Yeah, dude, I, I can believe that. So, yeah, this is a great, this is a, a a masterpiece of a movie. You like it more than Gentleman? The Gentleman? Yeah. I mean, The Gentleman is a fun movie and I love the movie, but this is like, the thing that I love about this movie is like, I just watched it now in 2021. This was actually released in 2002, let's just say that. 20 years ago and i still feel like this just came out today and i wouldn't have noticed you know what i mean it is really good it's it's like a historic piece it is so i think it'll stand the test of time it's a great movie it feels like one of those uh it feels like one of those movies that's almost a documentary like it's not even a movie right well it's it's based on that stuff but we'll never really know what happened but it's a great story regardless it's like it gives you a happens. nice like overarching of what happened yeah definitely during that like you said a time like that time period for mm-hmm. sure that 20 years i feel like i was like i know what happened in brazil <laughs> right but yeah i give this movie like a fucking nine like honestly yeah like, well deserved yeah it's a nine dude oh, you know it could probably fluctuate a little bit just mm-hmm. depending on it it's been a while since i watched it um but that ought to tell you something too, man, that I didn't get to watch this before I gave you the copy, but like, that's how much from memory. I, I, I just love that movie Yeah, because it's probably been a good five years since I watched it. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, little details, like I said, I forgot, but main plot points and it grabs you. Like it I does. Said, and it's like, and it's, it's very serious subject matter, but like this, this is one of those that should be put in like film school, like, and studied. Yeah, because there's a lot of great things about it Mm -hmm. and like how to give like that raw feeling of like actually being there 
and stuff like that. And you're rooting, you're rooting for Rocket. Like you're rooting for certain people in this movie. Like you just want them to make it, like you'd be okay. Well, there's also people you really get attached to, and then they kill them off. Like mm-hmm. it holds no bars. Like, and then like by the end of the movie, like I said, that's how you know it's a great villain because like you want Z to fall. Like mm-hmm. you want him to get the, the what he's supposed to. Yeah, whenever uh, Blackie comes in to kill him, you're like, yeah. fuck, he's finally going to get it. And then they kill Benny, and you're like, no, like, you're actually sad. I think I'm going to shed a tear whenever I saw Benny die. Yeah, because, like, I honestly, I feel like if, uh, if Benny hadn't died there, like, eventually that's the end of the movie. Like, Benny would have had to kill Z. Like, yeah. It would have been, like, a mercy thing. Like, dude, like, you've become a monster. Yeah. He has or maybe to put he, down the dog. Or maybe he doesn't get that far. Maybe mm-hmm. because of Benny, that's why he he took it that far. You know, because right. like I said, you, you really he doesn't really go to like un unredeemable until after that. Yeah. But I don't know. I give it a highly recommended. It's a masterpiece of a film and everyone should at least watch it once. It's one of those like it doesn't have to be my favorite film to be a good film. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like this isn't going to go on my top favorite list. This isn't a movie I'm probably going to watch again because it's a hard watch for me. Really? Yeah. You thought so? It just feels too real. Yeah. It just it just hits me in a spot that I don't like. You know how you like I definitely agree it's a movie you can't just like watch all the time. It's like Schindler's List. It's an amazing movie, but you can't watch that shit every week. Exactly. Right? Well, you know how you talk about like I don't know why you like those spiral into madness kind of movies cuz they're not real. They're based on like fictional characters. Yeah. I like the idea of it. This is based on real events. Like Watching a little kid get shot in the foot just like hurts me on a level that I do not want to experience. Yeah, I feel you, dude. I feel you. <laughs> I mean, some of the movies you've given me, like, I know they're fucking make believe and it's still fucking, you still see some shit that you're like, well, I'm not going to see that right. anytime soon. So, this is one of the, like the best films you've ever given me. I love this film to death. I fucking love when I hear that, man. Yeah. That's like three points now, man. It's like three <laughs> points now. But yeah, definitely check it out if you haven't. For sure. Um, so on that note, since I wasn't sure what to give you before I watched this movie, mm-hmm. but after watching this movie, I knew exactly what I was going to give you. Okay. I'm giving you Parasite. That's the new it's, one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, It came out 2019, I want to say. That's the Korean one? Yeah, it was. Okay. it's a Korean film, but it's on the same level of City of God, like perfect filmmaking. Okay. Like just masterful filmmaking and i watched this movie and i was like taken away and i've been wanting to rewatch it again it's such a great movie and i figured like you gave me a foreign film i'll give you a foreign film you give me a great masterpiece foreign film i'll give you a master i'm pretty sure this shit won oscars didn't it yep it won like a like a couple director i'm i think actor too but story i love parasite to death and I figured we can go on a little bender of the uh, the director. Um, you remember that movie you showed in your hall video? Like Greg would probably like this. The host. The host. Yeah. He did that one too. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a a Korean filmmaker, and a lot of his movies are based off of like Korean um, culture. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And Snowpiercer too. He did Snowpiercer, which I love. I did the one. I did like the idea of that I wanted. I kind of wanted to watch that one too. Yeah. So he did that movie? Yep. He did The Host, Snowpiercer. He did another one called um, The Mother, I think it's called. I haven't seen that one, though. And then he did Parasite. I'm going to have to figure out what I want to take you on, because like I said, this was like, it's a gangster movie, but it's not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to get back to that. I want to get back to showing you like gangster movies you've never heard of or seen. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I still want to give you good movies. But the hard part is, is like, you've seen a lot of shit. You're like me. Like, you've seen a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just, like, picking the bottom of the barrel of movies that I haven't seen. And I'm trying. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I don't want to just give you a movie just because you haven't seen it. Like, I want it to be good, too. But it's that's hard true. when you've seen so much. Yeah. Like, you know that I've seen a lot of movies, but you also know the types of movies that I've seen. So, like, you know it, there's a couple genres out there that I don't give a shit about. Yeah, it is It is a little easier for me because you don't go into, like, the, the indie route. Well, that's the best part about this podcast when we started doing it was the fact that I have been introduced to different movies that some I fucking can't stand, but some of them have actually been pretty good. Yeah. And I wouldn't have seen it unless we did this. And- well, that goes back to when I was around 18 to 21. I was in this like, I only watch indie films because 
that's where I felt the real story. I like stayed. I literally stayed away from. I didn't go to the movie theaters or anything. Didn't watch new releases. I stuck to indie films alone. So I missed out on a lot of movies. Wow. And you're introducing me to those movies that I probably wouldn't go back and watch. Like New Jack City, uh, The King of New York. I wouldn't go back and watch those on my own. I love those just because I feel like they are hidden gems. Yeah. Especially New Jack City. Like New Jack City is is the like ultimate cult classic. Yeah. In my opinion. Like everybody loves New Jack City. Right. And I just it's one of those movies that I don't think about going back and watching. Dude, I was looking through, like you said, man, some of these elder episodes, like crazy, the views that they got. Oh, yeah. Like, I was thinking about this, too, is you have people that talk about, like, it doesn't make sense what takes off. Like, Mm. things have their own their own way of do of of taking off. And when I look at things that are popular with us, um, Guyver is number one, but that makes sense because it's a cult movie that nobody really talks about. So I even went back and watched that episode because it's one of the <laughs> last ones we record where you can look at us. Yeah. And I was like looking to see if like one of us had like a nip slip or something. Like what <laughs> did like what was our back and forth just that like better? Like was it oh, were we just in the zone that day? Like and I watched it and like it was a good episode. We had some good laughs and shit, but mm-hmm. like I didn't see anything out of the ordinary that would just be like, that's what got a thousand views. Right. Like, what? Um, and then the hole. Yeah, the hole. Like the I hole said. is like number two. It has like fucking six thousand or six hundred views. I mean, it's nothing to brag about. Harsh Times is a shit ton too. Yeah, Harsh Times is like four or whatever. But like usually ours get around like twenty to fifty. But these are just like. But it, the thing is, is those are the movies that nobody really talks about. And SLC Punk got some views. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, New Jack City. Of course, the Wheezy episode got some views. Well, it's because uh, of his fan base, which I've been meaning to ask you, what's going on with that guy? Is he still streaming? I, he doesn't do anything as far as I know. Oh, that sucks. He had a good following. Like, <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I mean, I told him uh, every time I see him, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, yeah, I miss doing the podcast with him. But I was like, bro, even even if you don't want to do that anymore, like, it's fine, bro. You should definitely still be streaming. Yeah, he has the personality. He was actually making money from that. Yeah. I don't know why. He had a sponsor and everything. I would have stopped the podcast way before I stopped streaming. I I don't know. Oh, well, to each their own. Maybe he'll get back into it. Hopefully. Maybe, I miss that guy. Maybe one day we'll get the Z-Weezy 14 back in the world. Yeah, I hope so. But yeah, um, some of those movies, I'm just like, it doesn't make sense why they're taking off, but they are. So, Well, like you said, man, it might, even though like we may not have found it to be our favorite or whatever, somebody mm-hmm. else did. Or they're probably like, I can't believe somebody did a review on this fucking movie. <laughs> like They saw it like whatever ago, and they're just like, somebody actually took the time out to review this shit? Yeah. And then they watch it. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Um, speaking of, you know how I've been buying like special edition copies mm-hmm. of movies? Guess what they have a special edition of? What? Idle Hands. Oh, really? And I want it. Yeah, don't spend too much on that. It's $20. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got that movie for like 50 cents. I adore, I adored that movie. Like, I know it's not a good movie, but it was like, it's, it has that cult status. I didn't even feel like when we were reviewing it, you enjoyed it that much. I think yeah, but uh, but after we even reviewed it, I kept thinking about it. I was yeah. like, I want to watch Idle Hands again. Like, there's it's so a, silly. There's been a couple like that that we've done. Like, I kind of want to watch Mandy again. Like, Mandy was pretty cool. Like, yeah. I'm just going to fast forward the first 45 Oh, yeah, though. definitely. But uh, they should do like a super cut where it's just like yeah. right when she lights his bag on fire yep. and then just start the movie from there. Yeah, the, honestly, though, like, <laughs> I would have. You kind of yeah. get the idea. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, but the whole movie pays off because of that. Yeah. But like, it just sucks that we had to get over an hour into it before we got to the part where we gave a shit. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people get turned off. I personally love the first hour, but I understand why people don't. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, there are, but there's been a couple like Sasquatch Gang. I kind of want to go back and watch that because it was funny as shit. I, <laughs> I, I was, I I've been that. entertaining buying you a copy because I know you're not going to find that. Like, I'm surprised I found a copy. I enjoy of the that. challenge, bro. Do not spend thirty dollars on another <laughs> fucking Blu-ray of that, so I can fucking, <laughs> I will find it. I'm telling you, it may take me three years, bro. But if I you will find, find it. if you find Sasquatch Gang out there in your like little adventures, I would lose my shit. I'm telling you, bro, I'll find it. I've always find something eventually. Like right now I'm looking for K9 with uh, Jim Belushi. I yeah. love that movie. I, I love it. I watched it when I was a kid. I had it on VHS. 
Watched it all the time. Have you seen it? I've like when I was a kid, but right, I don't right. remember it. It's hilarious, bro. Yeah. Him and that German Shepherd are gold. <laughs> Him and that German Shepherd, Jerry Lee. Yeah, I re- I remember watching it. I just don't remember it. Bite his balls off, Jerry Lee. All right, tell me something. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking great. It's just a dog, and he throws a fucking pool cue at it. And the dog bites the motherfucker in half, and he's like, "Yeah, he's just a dog." <laughs> I love that shit. It's fucking great. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that whole movie's hilarious. He just eats chili. <laughs> yeah, just chili. He's having to pour this fucking huge cans of chili in a bowl for this fucking dog. That's funny. Yeah. I'm a sucker for like a good cop dog movie. I don't know. They man. don't make those anymore. I know, dude. I mean, they're terrible now, but like Well, know. back in the nineties there was a there were just dog movies everywhere. Yeah, like it really Beethoven. Was. It really was, man. And I love Beethoven, the first one. Yeah, it's great. But Homeward Bound, dog. Homeward Bound, yeah. I fucking love Homeward Bound. I man. do too. I used to watch that so much as a kid. Marty McFly doing a dog voice. I'm <laughs> down with it. I fuck with it. Like it's great. Um Yeah, I'm I, I don't know, man. I mean I think it's because I was a kid, like when they were big, but like Fucking Airbud, dude. I loved Airbud no, when I was a kid. Don't love Airbud. I loved Airbud. See, you were a little bit older when Airbud came out. I think out, so but... too, yeah. Yeah, I was like eight when Airbud came out. That my shit was um... fantastic. I tried oh. to get my dog out there as a boxer. Come on, shoot jumpers like that fucking golden retriever. <laughs> the dog's like, what the fuck? I can't do it. <laughs> Trade you in for another dog. <laughs> I'm going to get a fucking golden retriever. Like, buddy. Um, my cups right my fam my one of my family members really got into those fucking chihuahua movies mm-hmm. they made a fucking shit ton of those chihuahua movies i don't even oh, know the, if you know what i'm talking the beverly about beverly hills chihuahua yeah yeah george lopez made a killing off those oh my god yeah i've never seen them i've no, i haven't either but uh, I, that would be a dex death box movie for sure 100 percent. i'd rather watch that guinea pig movie than watch that honestly <laughs> but uh yeah, dude, Turner and Hooch is a great dog movie. K nine, like Turner and Hooch. I don't think with it's Tom it. Hanks. You guys see that? Oh, I probably know the know what you're talking about. I just didn't know the name. Dog just slobbers the entire movie. Dude. Yeah, I didn't know that was the name of it. Yeah, it's amazing. Turner and Hooch. I love it. I, I was looking for that one for a long time on DVD, and I got it. Oh yeah. Yep. Nice. If you ever want to watch it, you let me know, bro. I'll put it on your list. <laughs> no, I'm good. I can always down to watch some Turner and Hooch, bro. <laughs> Such a great story of a man and his dog. Right. But yeah, dude. Um I'm like I'm there's a couple of movies coming out that I'm excited about. Like I really want to watch The Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I finally watched the actual trailer after we talked about it, so but like a part of me is excited, the other part's like it doesn't look good. <laughs> it's James Gunn, bro. Yeah, I think it's gonna be the DC version of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like it's just gonna be like the rated R version. I hope so. I hope to do something with it. Dude, I want it, it to be good. I think Star You or not Star You. I'm talking about Pokemon. <laughs> doing, Too much part uh, Pokemon opening. So many Pokemon. So much Pokemon opening. Um, Have you ever thought about getting into sports cards? They're huge right now. I know, bro, and they're getting sold out everywhere, just like Pokemon cards. There's a that guy that I sent you the um antique collector he says he will go to the store buy like the box set like mm-hmm. like 30 dollar box set and then sell it on ebay for like 50 dollars yeah. or 60 dollars he's the motherfuckers i'm talking about dude scalpers yeah can't stand those people <laughs> they buy it and then double sell it they're not into it because they love the cards or their kids are into it they're just being dicks and buying it and then selling it for twice what it's worth yeah but there's some dumbass that's paying for it so. yeah more some poor bastard like me whose kids are going to want fucking pokemon cards fucking find them find them <laughs> yeah yeah that's why but, but you know whatever <laughs> i didn't mean to cut you off i'm gonna, just... I'm gonna unsubscribe to him now <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker no i'm just kidding he does sports cards not pokemon cards no, i know you're like i don't care he still does it no i mean i i do i mean the only problem is now is like mostly when i'm out there i find sports cards that have either already been opened yeah or they're selling an entire thing. Like, I have the entire 1991 Topps baseball lineup. Well, that's awesome, bro. But I also know for a fact you took all the keys out of that bitch. Yep. And you're still charging me five bucks for five cent cards. Like, mm-hmm. nah, I'm good. Right. There's a thousand of them. I get that. That aren't worth anything. Exactly. And I don't need a thousand more useless fucking baseball cards later on. I already have 2,000 fucking baseball cards later on that I don't want. Same thing with football. Like, I got... 
I probably already have over a thousand football cards already sleeved and in things, and then probably another five hundred that need to go into fucking sleeves and yeah. folders. Like I, um, I just got out of the card shit, dude. It got too much. Yeah, now you just stick with Pokemon. No, but that's I, mostly because of your kids. I, honestly, if my son didn't give a fuck about it, I wouldn't give a fuck about it. Yeah, that's fair. That probably broke a lot of my TikTok followers' heart, but. Like, <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like, You're going to lose so many subscribers. You love Pokemon. Don't say that. Well, well, luckily, mostly my TikTok following does not follow me on here. So yeah. Well, they're going to. That'd be they're awesome. going to do like a deep dive, part of the collector deep dive on YouTube. It's going to be like an hour long video about your whole life. How you're a fraud. It really won't. It really won't. I'm going to explain this to you. Because my fucking part of the collector YouTube channel is connected to my fucking TikTok. Yeah. I've got one new subscriber, bro. What? I'm pretty sure it was somebody I work with and I guilted them. They were like, what the fuck, dude? I thought you were going to subscribe. And they're like, oh, yeah, click. Yeah. That's probably where you got to be from. the guy that stand, like the one guy was telling you about that stands outside of a guitar center. He's like, let me see your uh, pull up YouTube. He looks oh, himself yeah. up on my phone and makes me subscribe to his channel. On that has never happened to me because I one, I don't go to guitar centers. Yeah. But two, it's always rappers outside of gas oh, stations. Yeah. They hit me up for the mixtape. Hey, man, any donation would be great. I mean, I don't have any cash on me. Well, you can cash at me. Nah, bro, I'm good. Like, <laughs> thank you anyways, man. Keep these. Like, we'll just take the fucking CD, man. And I'm like, I'm sure it's great, but like somebody would pay for this and I'd feel bad taking it for free. Well, man, at least at least let me subscribe you to my YouTube channel. Ah, fuck. All right, man. You just give me your phone, bro. I'll type it in and everything. Dude, this motherfucker subscribed me to like 16 YouTube channels. It took me months to get this guy's fucking <laughs> shitty music off my feed. <laughs> Yeah, it was just one for me, but luckily... not only did he subscribe me to all of them, he put me on the fucking notification bell for every notification. So every fucking song, everything that mentioned his name got put on my feed. Did you listen to any of them? Yeah, a couple. And then I was like, wow, bro, you were really just not talented. Like, yeah. like, I'm from this place, but I'm just hustling across America, you know, trying to make some. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, I get it, man. You know? Yeah. You got the starving artist thing down, Pat, dude. You just got to make the music worth listening <laughs> yeah, to. Exactly. But yeah, El Guapo or whatever the fuck. He could be famous now. I don't know. I hope he made it. Shit, I think it's the same guy. Just because like... The same guy that made me subscribe to his thing. It's like Guapo TV or something. Yeah. Like that. I mean, I hope you're successful, dude. I hope... If, yeah, I hope you find your following and you take off. It's just we're not... I'm not the not one. It's not me, bro. Uh, Man, I like rap, but like, I like good rap. You know, that's where I'm at. I would like to get back into this music on something. Like, I know that I'll never be like, you know, it's the thing about it is you have to do it for yourself. Like you have to make music for yourself and then people will find the music and either like it or don't like it. Kind of like Guapo. Like somebody's going to find a song and being like, this is the greatest thing ever, yeah. but you have to make music for yourself, not for other people. I would like to make rap only because I feel like it would be better. It would be better than other people's rap. And here's the thing. Like, I don't even want people to see my face because once they see that I'm white, that would be the end of it right there. <laughs> lose, Honestly, though, lose all credibility. No, I mean, think about it, though. Like, I don't you know, I'm all my heart goes out to every white rapper out there. And I'll tell you why they say it's so easy for a white rapper to get popping. It is for one song. Mm -hmm. Every white rapper gets that one song. Everybody gets it. And then it's up to you to keep it sustained. Yeah. And. Other than Marshall Mathers, bro, name me one right, sorry, one white rapper that's kept a consistent Justin rap. Wasn't um Machine Gun Kelly gave up on that fucking rap shit after Eminem murdered his ass. On yeah, he trying to go like emo. Now he's like punk, like punk pop, dude. He's got a number one on fucking ninety three three right now, dude. So I mean, he knew what he had to do to survive. The guy that uh died not too long ago, people liked him. Oh, Mac Miller. Yeah, Mac yeah. Miller. I would say Mac Miller is probably the the only other one I would say. Maybe. Yeah, he's the only one I could think of. Yellow Wolf kind of went crazy as fuck. Like, he doesn't make real music. Like, he makes music, but nobody gives a shit. Yeah. He Lil Dicky is just not there. I will say this. Lil Dicky is popping, but it's only because he doesn't take himself seriously. Like I just wish he was funny. I think he's hilarious, bro. I, I love his fucking show, bro. Have you watched his show on FX? It's fucking hilarious. I refuse. I'm too stuck on Eric Andre right now. It's better than Eric Andre. Bullshit. I'm sorry. I watched... Uh, I even watched that prank movie he just did. You didn't like it? It was funny, but like, it's not better than Lil Dicky. Yeah, it is. I'm 
sorry. Fuck Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky makes fucking heat. He made one song, the professional rapper, was it called? With Snoop? Yeah. That's a fucking banger, but that's not the one I'm talking about. That's the only song I like by him. Bro, how do you not like that song? It's got Fetty Wap in it. I don't like it. Dude, you're crazy. But I don't listen to rap like that either. I do. Yeah, I don't say this guy's got bars. He's got the let me let me freak. That's hilarious. It's all about like his bitch not letting him fuck. And mm-hmm. Every man can relate to that, dude. Where you just want some pussy. It's not that deep. And your wife's like, it doesn't have to be fucking deep. I'm like just saying. Re- it's- I'm just saying everybody can relate to it because everybody's wanted to fuck their old lady and their old lady's like, not right now. Right. You know? But he doesn't say anything. I don't know. It's just very surface level. Like, oh, your girl won't let you fuck. Big fucking deal. But it's hilarious the way he raps about it. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the song, he's an old man and he's still trying to get laid. And like, she's still like, nah. And he's like talking about how he's like about to die. And he's taking a shitload of Viagra to get his dick. Or- it's hilarious. Bro. It's not funny. Oh, you're crazy. No, it's it's probably Eric Andre is funny. Yeah, well, Eric Andre can't rap for shit. So and he what, actually what he calls to- comedy is very fucking. He uh, maybe can't rap, but he went to school for music. Like, he's classically trained in jazz. Okay. (laughs) Classically trained. Yeah, well, uh, Lil Dicky was a fucking marketing advertiser. Like, okay, so we're just naming off stupid fucking facts. We're talking about music. Uh, I know. Exactly. Eric Andre has nothing to do with music, man. (laughs) Nothing, bro. His music career has been over with. Oh. Lil Dicky is acting career is just started and it's already more successful than Eric Andre's acting career. Cause uh season two of Lil Dicky comes out in June. So I'm what is it about? That. I'm just curious. It's about him, but like it's, he's playing him, but it's like making fun of the fact that like everywhere he goes, people still look at him like you're a rapper. He's like, yeah, I'm a little Dicky. And they're like, Oh, it's funny. Cause like you got a little dick. He's like, yeah, you get it. Like, <laughs> There's one, and it's even better because Macklemore, like even other white rappers, fucking steez on him. It's hilarious. There's this one where like a, a Make a Wish kid like dies, and they sit, and uh, the parents come to Little Dicky, and they're like, you know, he was such a big fan of yours, and we would feel so honored if you would write a song about our son who he never met, and, you know, knows nothing about, you know, like would you make a song, you know, because he died of cancer. And it was like, he's like, okay, so like the whole episode, he's like struggling with it. He's like trying to make this song. Finally makes a song for this kid. And right before he goes on, Macklemore shows up, like gets out of a limo with like bitches and shit. She's like, oh my God, Macklemore. And the dad goes up and he's like, hey, Dickie, we, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. But it's Macklemore. <laughs> we would never would have thought he would have said yes to this. And like, <laughs> Macklemore goes up to the mom and he gives her a hug and like everybody's filming him and shit so you know it's like for the camera he's like don't worry john's gonna hear us tonight all the way in heaven don't worry i got a huge catalog i can go all night it's on me don't even worry about it so little dicky's got the mic because he's literally just about to go out on stage to do the song and michael like what's up man like he thinks he's about to recognize him and he's like you my sound guy What's up, bro? Thanks for the mic. Hey, make sure you turn my shit all the way up. And it goes out there and starts doing Macklemore songs. It's fucking hilarious, dude. His best friend's is DJ. And he like walks up to him. He's like, wow, bro, you just got fucking flexed on by, by Macklemore. <laughs> and they just start laughing. And that's how the episode ends. Like, It's great. Bro. It sounds like a one note joke, but whatever. As long as you enjoy it, I'm glad. I'm happy for you. I mean, maybe. <laughs> But come on now, like, is Eric Andre really, like, brilliant comedy? Or is it, he's like just, I mean, to be fair, Eric Andre is just a uh, prank show. Yeah. But it's authentic pranks. And that's, and he interviews these famous people. Yeah, but like. And they're not in the, on the joke. Yeah, but, like, after the first couple, like, why would people keep going back? You like, would th- They like, gotta be in on it at that point. No, they're not, apparently. How, though? Because he said they asked them to be on the show. But they give him as little information as possible. And he said, for some reason, the people in Hollywood don't know who the fuck he is. So he's he hasn't reached that fame where everyone knows what he's all about. So he's still able to do these like pranks. But he brings people on that he obviously know doesn't like him. Wow. And it's just it's fucking hilarious to me. I go to watch like. Just keep that I've in mind. I've seen the preview on it for years. And I'm just like, how the fuck do people still watch this shit? So I watched it when it first came out and I was like, this is kind of obscure, whatever. But then 
for some reason the other day I was bored and I put on Eric Andre and I started watching it and I'm like, this is like hitting some kind of funny bone. And so I started looking up interviews with him and he's like, everything's authentic. Every joke that you see is 100% authentic. He's like, I don't fake anything. Hmm. So like, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, they have to be in on it, but to a certain extent, to a certain extent, but they're not. Cause like that between two ferns, like, yeah, that, they all they're know, in on it. Yeah, yeah. They all know Zach. Well, I mean, some of them be like, they pull it off really well. Like they, they aren't, but Justin Bieber was hilarious. Oh dude, that one was probably the most like realistic. Like the way he was, what are you doing? Like, he was such a bitch about it. Like, yeah. I was like, well, it's probably him. Really? No, right. He had no idea, but yeah, I don't know. Give it a watch. It's, it's just, it's dumb. And that's what I like about it. I don't even like Brie Larson, but hers with Zach Galifianakis is fucking hilarious. No, I didn't watch that one. He's like, what's your sister's name? Gargonzola Larson. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just sitting there like looking at him like, fuck you. And he's like, you get it because your name's Brie. And she's like, yeah, I fucking get it. Like, it's just not funny. I love Zach Galifianakis. He's not in enough. I think we've all, I think America like was hot on him for a while. Like after the hangover, he was in everything. And then like America was like, all right, we're good on you for, for like five years. You know, what's funny is I was like a huge fan of his before the hangover. And then he got his like big break and then he died off. I'll put it this way. I was never a huge fan of his standup, but I thought he was a good actor. Like yeah. I liked his movies, but I didn't like his, his standup. Really. Yeah. it's. I want to go back and rewatch it. Cause it is very like purposely upsetting. Yeah. Like he's doing it to make himself laugh, the not the audience. Yeah, exactly. He is the original fucking troll, dude. Yeah. Like he's like he would literally do our sets and people would be like getting up and leaving and shit and he thought it was great. Like yeah. He'd keep going. Yeah, I need to rewatch his because I was I I wasn't big on it, but now I'm in this like weird comedy mood. They got that documentary about him and Brian Bassan and that chick and like one other dude. And they all they're called the comedians of comedy. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And they just like it's them doing a documentary while they're out on the road. Mm-hmm. And, Brian, and then like that's probably like the closest look into Zach Galifianakis, Zach Galifianakis craziness in mm-hmm. like, his mind. And he's like, I'm not going to lie, man. He's like a lot of this shit. I just see how much I can get away with yeah. before they you know shut me off he's like i've been in shitty movies uh decent tv he goes and then i do the stand-up you know that's for me mm-hmm. uh, you know and he's just and he's raw because he's not real big at that point like he's only been in like bubble boy and you know little little th- little parts and yeah. movies. um it's funny because i was watching an interview with somebody i don't remember who it was but they were like who's your favorite comedian to like hang out with and they're like hands down zach galifianakis they're like Comedian, some comedians are like funny on stage. Zach Galifianakis is funny all the time. Right. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> and I really believe that. Well, they said that that's that was one of the hardest parts. It, like Bradley Cooper even said, he's like, man, he's like, they were like, you know, is there anything funny? Because you're not known to be a funny actor. You know, you're more of like an action guy now. Like, you know, was it hard doing those comedies? He's like, he goes, not for the reasons you would think. He goes, because anybody can read it, jokes that's been written for you. And they know physical comedy, you're just taking the hit. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to do that. Um, he goes, the hard part is trying to do your lines that you're not trying to be funny. And you have somebody like Zach Galifianakis that's just constantly, whether that shit, they've yelled cut, keep going, stop, anything. Zach is just constantly throwing jokes at you. And you're just trying to keep a straight face. <laughs> but you know that, like, in the corner of your eye, you see him, like, pulling his balls out. Like, you know, just because, like, he enjoys fucking with people. Like, right. He goes, that, he goes, like, doing that for three movies was exhausting. He goes, not, like, in a bad way. He's just, like, you're, you're sore from laughing constantly. Mm-hmm. He goes, this guy is just, like, he's, and they love him, man. And, oh, like, I love him, too. I, I haven't. And Todd Phillips loves him, and, like, he's, like, I would have made fucking ten of those if they would have let me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you had to wrap it up eventually. <laughs> exactly. I love me some Zach Galifianakis. I need to go back and watch his stand-up again in a different light. They said that, I, th- I mean, they've never came out and said it, but I honestly think that's why they stopped doing the hangovers because he didn't want to do them anymore. Probably. Because Alan he's, he's by not, far the best part of them. Right. But I think I've heard him say he doesn't like doing the same thing. Like, well, over. And, yeah, and that's the thing. And then he's like, people just keep calling me Alan and shit everywhere I go. Like, that's all they want is me to do dumb shit like Alan. And I'm like, I'm not dumb. Like, yeah. I'm not a dumb person. No, he's not. He's fucking hilarious. He's like, intelligent. Dumb. He's like, I play a great dumbass. He's like, but I'm not dumb. Like, yeah. You know? 
Right. It's like it, it, he's one of those guys that like he's in on the joke. Mm-hmm. You know, like we aren't, but he is the type <laughs> of deal. Like I just see him being like a complete badass behind closed doors. Like you wouldn't fuck with him. Right. Oh, you think it's all fucking sweet and games, bro. No, I do this shit. Like, I don't know. He would just get real intense on you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That would be like the greatest fucking cameo he could ever do. Like an entourage type cameo. It's like, turns out Zach Galifianakis is a hard ass behind closed doors. (laughs) He's got guns and shit out. Like, how funny would that be, though? Like, It would be like unexpected. Right, like a Michael Cera, and this is the end. Right, right, right. Like, it's geez, a very unexpected. Right, he's just a cokehead, like always fucking fired up about <laughs> something. Like that would be fucking hilarious. That man. would be pretty funny. Oh my god. Oh, well, I guess we're gonna wrap it up. It's been over an hour, and I gotta go to work. Oh yeah, man, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, that's cool. Well, I hope your night goes by fast, dog. I hope so too. And if anybody out there, man, go see City of God. Go, go buy it. Go yeah, City it. of God, definitely highly recommended. It's a it's a piece of history. And make sure y'all tune in next week for uh the Parasite. Yep. See what I think. Oh yeah, until then. Later.